welcome to the One Crazy Mother podcast. I'm your host, Boomy Laddison, broadcasting from beautiful Quebec, Canada, where I live. I'm American, you know, I'm an American, but I live in Canada. One of these days I might get Canadian citizenship, who knows? I'd like to keep both though. I feel very tied to the US, you know, even with all the crazy stuff going on and I mean, oh my gosh, this presidential campaign mess. But I've only been here six years, in Canada for six years, and I feel like an American when I walk around, you know? I mean, I drive aggressively. I learned to drive in L.A., so I had to. I'm obnoxious. I'm impatient. I'm resourceful. Actually, Canadians are pretty resourceful. I I just feel like I feel America in my bones, I guess. I'm also first-generation Nigerian, so I guess I'm all of those things, which also makes me none of them, in a way. That's sad. Uh, sorry I skipped last week with the podcast. I was, I was taking care of my family, okay? Jeez, lay off me. I'm not a robot. You know, I'm not a machine. Although I would like to be. I'm surprised in 2016 we aren't at least part android. And it makes complete sense when I think about it to mechanize the human body and some of the lower brain functions while keeping the personality, if you will, intact. I think, I don't know. That makes a lot of sense to me. Maybe it's already happened. Maybe there are part man, part robots walking among us. If I had to guess who was part robot, I'd say Tay Diggs, Martha Stewart, Michelle Obama, Scarlett Johansson, Elon Musk. You know, so if I die in the next 24 hours, you know that I was right about at least one of those people. Um... I watch a lot of X-Files. I only watch one new show at a time because that's all I can commit to. So I watch Gotham and then I watch reruns. So I watch reruns of The Simpsons, X-Files, Archer. I like animated series, serieses, Sarai. Serieses? I don't know. There are a lot of words I struggle with, tenses, weird grammatical rules. I feel as if like I have some strange educational gaps that can only be explained through alien abduction or maybe by daydreaming because I daydream a lot and maybe I daydreamed in maybe I daydreamed in class because um in school oh man it was so hard for me to focus I call it being in boomy land and that's where I live half of the time I just I space out I just go and I don't mean spacing out like my attention is somewhat diverted a little bit. I mean, I am gone. When I was in grade school, and I don't even notice the moment it happens. I just notice the moment I come back and someone's looking at me like, what is wrong with you? Uh, when I was in grade school, it caused some serious problems because I, I never knew what was due. Everyone would come to school with these elaborate poster boards with, I mean, marker done perfectly and and all of these like crazy projects and I'd be walking in like, oh, we had, we had a project, we had something due. I would have no idea, not that it was due that day, but that it even existed, the assignment. And because while the teacher was talking, I was probably having a very wild time in my imagination. And so I started using all kinds of like tricks to focus or to appear like I was focusing. For instance, if I'm talking to someone, One thing I do is I count the flex in their iris, you know, and it makes them think you're listening. Um, You can use that if you want. You know, I I have no claim to that. It's not that I'm not interested in the person per se. It's just that people talk for a really long time. And most of what they say I find is either not true or filler conversation. 
I don't mind, I don't mind having a heart to heart with someone I can, I can totally get down with. And I'm like, I feel them and I feel them. But when it's that, I don't know, you know, the grown up conversation where it's about nothing that I have a really hard time with. And it's a really useful skill to be good at that. I recognize the utility, but I lack the ability, if you will. And it's hard when it comes to having kids too, because kids, kids pick up quicker than adults. Uh, when you're not listening, because adults are always thinking about themselves and different things. So they don't notice that much, but kids are hyper-focused on whatever they're doing. So if you try to BS them, they'll call you out or even worse, they'll quietly decide you're not worth it and stop sharing with you. That's the worst. So with my kids, I've learned to truly focus on what they're saying because it's important to me that they, that they feel like I care about them, you know, because I do. Um, one of the things I do is I ask questions when we're talking. So they'll say, they'll be talking about something that means something to them, you know, an app or a game or, or something that happened. And I ask questions about it because that keeps me engaged and, and it helps them, it makes them know that, okay, this person is, is listening to me. Um, anyway, it's easier with children because they, children, they, they tell the truth and they get to the point right away. And I, I appreciate that. A little kid, you know, they're not going to lie to you. You make them mad and they, they're like, I, I hate you. You're ugly. It's, like, it's cool. You know, I know where we stand. Can I interest you in a snack? So this has been such a weird week. I feel like I'm in the twilight zone or I felt like I was in the twilight zone now that I'm coming out of it. But, you know, I didn't want to do anything except lay in front of the space heater. I have the space heater in my house. It's in this corner and I just, I love it. I just crank it up and it's nice and hot. I'm like a cat. I seek out soft, warm places and burrow there for hours until life reminds me of my responsibilities. Cats, they really have the best life out of any of us. Can you imagine being a cat? Your whole existence is about getting pet, finding sunny places to nap and eating. That's all anyone really wants out of life, yes? No? Cats aren't even expected to reciprocate affection, which speaks to me on a deep level. And <laughs> I don't love cats. I, I respect them. If cats were people, they'd be sociopath serial killers, you know, loners who live on, on the government and take lives. They, they're hunters. you know. But as animals, we like them because they're smaller than us and they're, they're soft. But um, I should talk about parenting because that's why you're here, not for my opinion on cats or robot theory. But this week, like I said, it was weird. I was on total autopilot for a while. Do you ever do that where you just go into this automated, automated parenting mode? It's like when you're driving and you start daydreaming and then poof, you're where you need to be. And you just ask yourself, how did I get here alive? How is there not a parking lot full of cars on fire behind me? That's how I, that's how I did this week, basically. I, that's how I parented this week. I was kind of out of it, but doing all the things I needed to be done, conversations about friends at school, reassurances that summer's coming up and packing lunches, giving baths, pajamas, clothes, making beds. Wait, no, I don't make beds. That's a lie. All the other stuff. But I don't know. I guess sometimes motherhood just feels really boring, super boring. The kids aren't boring. They're always changing and learning, but the whole routine and caring for everyone and the house, it's so repetitive. I'm not saying I want something crazy to happen, like a meteor to hit my home or a Maasai lion to run wild through my town to mix things up and to keep me on my toes. Although, no, no, I wouldn't like that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want that. But 
I'm just saying it's boring and every day is kind of the same. I pick up the house, I wipe down the counters, get the jam off from making the same breakfast that I make every day and make the same lunches. I put together meals, I go to the store, I buy the exact same brands of the exact same foods every single week, blah, blah, blah. I'm grateful that life is good. Don't get me wrong. I'm grateful that it's not full of crazy adversity, and I am fully aware that there are people risking their lives to have the life I have, but I I still get bored. And when I tell my kids, I mean, when my kids tell me that they're bored, I, I always tell them to find something to do. So maybe that's what I need to do, you know? I, I'm going to take my own advice and explore. I'm going to explore the site that I avoid. I'm going to explore Pinterest for some craft ideas. Is that why people do crafts? To fill the time and shake up their existence? Yeah, Pinterest. Okay, I'm actually scrolling Pinterest right now. I just typed crafts into the search box. All right. So the first one that came up, DIY yarn balls. You get different colored yarn. You dip it in some kind of glue, mod podge maybe. I don't even know what that is. And you wrap inflated balloons around the yarn, let it dry, pop the balloon, and now you have a sphere. The lady shows a bowl of these, these little yarn balls, in a bowl, in some kind of centerpiece or decoration. That would look stupid in my house. My kids would break it. Or here's another craft. You can wrap a fork in two different kinds of strings and make what's called a dandelion bouquet. This is hurting me right now. I feel it in the pit of my stomach just reading about crafts. I think I might be allergic to crafting because this type of reaction is not normal. I don't, you know, I just I don't understand the purpose of making things that you can buy. And that's what it comes down to. With food, we make it because it's cheaper and healthier than buying a prepared food. But for home decorations, I don't understand it. Even for clothes, clothes come ready-made at the store. Why Why would I make them? Why would I sew them or knit them? Is knitting enjoyable? My mother-in-law, she knit a blanket for my son, and it's special because she made it. So is that it? Are things special because you made it? I genuinely want to understand. Okay, I'm looking, at, I'm looking at rocks right now, painted rocks. You can paint your own rocks, make them look like strawberries. That's, that's cute. I guess they're, they're DIY mason jar organizers, DIY frosted tumblers. Oh, this is cute. This is a, there's a fairy in a jar craft. Oh, it, it's like the silhouette of a fairy in a mason jar that makes it look like Tinkerbell is sitting inside. But when you think about it, the pretense for that is incredibly cruel because if you did catch a fairy and keep him or her in a jar, it would die a very lonely death sitting in its own bodily fluids. And you put that in a jar. That's Another issue is I, I don't like to see a lot of stuff sitting around. You know, a lot of, I'm, kids' toys, laundry, okay, but a lot of knickknacks. I would feel like I was living in a, a thrift shop or a haunted antique store. I don't need to see a bunch of canvases dripping with melted crayons or homemade doilies. I mean, factories can make stuff better than people, so I don't, I don't really see the allure. I, mean, I understand the concept of charm, but not as it applies to me, I guess. There's another craft here. It's called DIY Galaxy Slime. It's a glue and starch-based play slime that looks like a nebula. I like that. But my kids would play with it for 45 minutes and then I'd put it in a Ziploc bag and it would dry out in my pantry. Maybe I'm too negative for crafting. 
I don't have the right personality. I do want to be the type of person who enjoys these things because you guys look like you're having fun and I'm all for a good time. Um, When my kids are home for extended periods of time, like spring break or Christmas or even just a weekend that's getting old quickly, I I put out crafting supplies for them. I have a whole closet. It's a it's a section of a of a pantry that's full of different colored paper, scissors, tape, glue, weird cottony thingies, googly eyes. I get it from the dollar store and I give them that with cardboard boxes and I tell them to make whatever they want. Because I like seeing, from an engineering perspective, what they put together, what they construct. They've made cash registers, televisions, even an indoor sled once. I I like that. I wouldn't be able to do a specific craft with them. I I find it too tedious. Maybe it's the rules I can't handle. I've never been good at following directions because of attention problems. But maybe the idea of having to follow a specific set of rules and instructions to produce a predetermined outcome is entirely too much for me. I don't know. Maybe it's not that I don't like crafts. Maybe it's that I can't do them. That's probably it. I'm glad we got to the bottom of this. (laughs) I'm glad we achieved that. Weekend plans. Okay. Well, this weekend uh, for my husband's birthday, we're going out with his childhood friends. They've all kept in contact, which is nice. I wish I hadn't killed all of mine. Pity. But we're going to get a hotel room and we're going to party there and then find a club or a bar and hop around. I really like doing that because you see, I I don't like crowds, but I love clubs. I love how they're dark. I love that the music is too loud to carry a conversation effectively. And I I particularly enjoy how self-conscious everybody is. Clubs are just dripping with this anticipatory, desperate goo. They're saturated in this need for human validation. Everyone clings to the people they came with, but at the same time, they're scanning for that person who will make their life special. It's all very primal. It's like being on safari. You know, you see the male lion trying to pull the desired female from the pack, pouncing the moment he senses she strayed from her group and then comes the mating dance and I deeply deeply enjoy watching it I feel very free in that environment probably for sick reasons but whatever it's fun I'm having fun everyone there is either having fun or pretending to so we're all in the same boat but um I just today I I recorded a, a video because I, I had my, my son go to my mother-in-law's house today, my youngest and, and most troublesome child. He went to my mother-in-law's house. I recorded a video about the difference between sending your first child to the grandparents and your, your third child because the difference is so stark with my first. Oh, my gosh. I was a very intense mother. I still have it in the garage somewhere. I have this binder full of data that I would keep on my first my first daughter. Because, well, the nurse started it. It was her fault, essentially. She gave me this printout, this empty printout, and it said um, it was for to track the number of times you nurse and what time the number of times of your child's defecation and urinary urinary, uh, emissions. And I got really into that. I was like, oh, okay, this was a way for me to track whether things were going well, which makes perfect sense because 
first time parenting is all about questions. You know, you don't know if things are going well. You've never had a baby before. You've never had a child that you've been fully responsible for. So I was very overwhelmed with just the idea of having another human being that I was, you know, it was in my care 100%. That's, you know, that was seemed crazy. So when the nurse gave me that little piece of paper, um, I don't know if I made photocopies of it or I asked them to give me photocopies, but I had a lot of them and I I kept these. It looks like, it looks very, very uh, a beautiful mind, if I will say, but just pages and pages of pages of me tracking every wet diaper, like the time she started nursing to the time she ended nursing. And I did that. I was very, I just helped me feel like I was on top of the situation, you know, and so that's how I was as a first-time mom. People wanted to hold her, and I would make them wash their hands. People, and I didn't really like other people holding her. I remember my mom came and said, "You guys should go out to you guys should go out to dinner. Me and my husband, you should go out and eat for dinner." She came to our apartment in Fullerton, California, and we just went to a restaurant that was across the street from our complex. And I was so nervous the entire time. I just couldn't imagine that I was away from my baby. And just saying it now is so crazy. I went on vacation for a week to Jamaica when my third child was the same age as my first, when I could barely leave her for a... I mean, I even rushed the dinner. It didn't even take 30 minutes, maybe 20 minutes tops. I couldn't... I couldn't take it. And so I did a video today and I posted on Facebook about the difference between leaving your first child at grandma's house versus leaving your, leaving your, um, well, my, my third child at grandma's house and now leaving my son. I mean, I love him the same. I love all my kids the same, but it's so much easier. And I think it's just that experience where you, were you, I don't, is it experience or do I care less? I don't know. I'm, I want to get to the bottom of this in an honest way. I care for them in the same way. I'm just not as scared. That's it. I'm, I'm not as, I'm not as scared because you've been through so many things as a parent. You've been through that first, the first time your child falls off the bed. Everyone has that, right? Not just me, not just me, right? They fall off the bed or you've been through so many things you just don't feel as scared you feel the same fear that we feel all the time like I'm always scared at some level but not in the same way so I dropped him off today with with my mother-in-law and my father-in-law and they live in the country we're driving out there I think we weren't supposed to arrive until 11 but (laughs) at around 9 a.m I started to get antsy you know for my for my free time so I got him dressed around 9 30 we got there before 10 and she was still in her bathroom. I felt bad. And I said, I'm sorry, we're, we're here early. You know, he was just really pumped to see you guys. <laughs> and we got there and he's having a good time. And I'm wondering, you know, how long do I need to stay? Um, and I start backing out the door very slowly, trying not to draw attention to myself. He sees me and he does this thing now where he's eh. and I'm just like, okay, bye. You know, you're fine. You're fine. And I leave and I pull out and I'm just free as a bird, just pumping Rihanna and and Biggie hypnotized just dancing in the car and it feels fantastic whereas 10 years ago nine years nine and a half years ago when I had my first child driving away I'd be completely distraught just oh my gosh are they gonna 
put her to bed properly? Do they know that babies aren't supposed to sleep with stuffed animals? Do they know this? Things were different when they were raising kids, you know? It's true they raise kids, but have they done it recently is the question. And are they gonna are they gonna put a blanket in the crib? Because I hope they don't put a blanket in the crib. You're not supposed to put a blanket in the crib. And are is the fitted sheet fitted enough? That was my big thing. I would always be afraid of the fitted sheet snapping up and wrapping around the baby's face. Oh my gosh. It's it's no wonder moms come out of it so because you know you look at your mom and you say uh, you look at your mom and you're like mom you're so crazy why are you like this because of you it's because of you you caused this but now I'm I'm so much less afraid always a little bit always a little bit for any time the child isn't directly in front of me but but so, so much less <laughs> but um so now I have I have the whole I have the house to myself right now I'm in a home with nobody. Part of me wants to clean. Part of me is just like, this is a good opportunity to just clean without telling people, stay off the floors and, you know, the, the floor is wet, stay off. No, you can't help me sweep because it takes six times as long, you know, but doing letting them help me sweep anyway. So, but part of me wants to clean. Another slightly larger part of me just wants to, lay down in front of the space heater and watch Scully and Molders try to solve another case in the X-Files. I'll probably end up doing that or maybe a little bit of both. I don't know. Um, but I'm just, this house is empty. I'm just, I'm not mom or wife right now. I'm just myself, which is a very rare thing. I'm, nobody needs a snack. I'm not keeping track of the last time everybody used the bathroom. That surprises me as a mom. My ability to to almost feel when someone needs to pee. I almost feel it in my own body. I mean, it's like when you, you know when you copy, when you control C and you copy something on your computer and you almost feel the weight of holding whatever it is you're holding until you control V and drop it. I feel that in my body when my kids have to pee. When it's been a certain amount of time and that unconscious part of my mind remembers how, knows how much liquids they've consumed and knows the last time they pee. And I say, do you have to pee? And they say, no. And I say, yes, you do. Yes, you do. Because I feel it in my body that you have to pee. And, and you know, what do you know? They go to the bathroom and they pee out this 15 second long intense stream of urine. And I was right because I feel it. And right now I'm not feeling anyone about their pee or, or anything else that needs to come out of their body. And no one's asking me for anything. No one's fighting. I can watch whatever I want. I don't have to watch Paw Patrol or Monster High, whatever it is. Well, Monster High. I don't even know what to say about that. I don't even know what to say about their outfits. I'm not going to say it. I'm just not going to say it because it's called slut shaming. And I'm not going to slut shame the Monster High girls because you can wear whatever you want to wear. It doesn't speak to your activities. And whatever, your activities are your own choice, you know. But I'm just going to say that maybe the five-year-old to 11-year-old audience doesn't need to see zombie girls wearing crop tops, crop tops, what are they called? And um, stripper heels. I'm just going to put it out there. Not that I have anything against strippers. You have to make money the way you want to make money. I'm just saying this is for little girls. So why? That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. You know, I'm going to drop it at that. But um, 
so yeah, so I'm by myself and I'm just imagining all the meals I'm going to eat over the next next 24 hours where no one's sitting in my lap and it's pretty amazing. It's pretty incredible. Um, I hope you guys are having a good week. I hope you did. I hope that your kids are well and that they are eating, listening to you somewhat and your house isn't isn't a biohazard. That's what I might do. You know, I might go and vacuum out my car. I hate doing it, but they eat so many meals in there, <laughs> breakfast especially, that it's uh, it's overdue. It's overdue. So, I, yeah, like I said, I hope you're having a good week. I hope you have a fantastic weekend. Thank you for listening. I'm going to keep this episode short because, like I said, I'm very busy with seeing what Mulder and Scully are up to. Um, and this is One Crazy Mother Podcast. I'm Boomy, and goodbye. <laughs>